welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. I'm very excited. My next guest is a renowned leader in business growth and men's leadership. Welcome to the show, Pradeep Sangha. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, the pleasure's mine. The pleasure's mine, man. All right, so let's just let's just jump right into this. I got some questions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love the intro, by the way. That was good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, can you share a bit about your journey and how you became a leader in business growth and men's leadership? Yeah, well, okay. So the journey kind of started a long time ago. So um, my parents were immigrants from India, and they came over, and pretty much just like most immigrants, they knew how to work hard. Right. So they, they kind of did some manual labor. And then eventually what it ended up happening was um, they had bought their own business uh, and that business ended up at, was actually an orchard. So when they came over, they just knew how to work on a, on a farm or an orchard because that's what they did back in India. And so my brother and I, we grew up on an orchard, like literally my oldest memories have been about growing up in an orchard. My parents used to put us in an apple bin when they used to pick apples, you know, that was kind of like our play pin was an apple bin to contain <laughs> us. Um, but long story short, basically my parents, uh, you know, they bought a business. So at a young age, I was very much into business. And from the perspective of, well, my parents are immigrants. They don't have any real education and how are they doing better than a lot of the other people that have been around for a very long time. And I started to try to figure that out. And then I went into, the corporate world because my parents were like you know what we don't want you working on an orchard we want you to go out there and actually get an education right because most immigrants that's the the number yeah, one so thing get, kids, yeah yeah get an education so i went through went to multiple different business schools landed um uh i worked my way up I got into executive roles uh, i was mainly in the banking sector for 14 years uh, a successful executive and then my heart wasn't in it anymore because i i love serving you can say the underdog uh, the smaller guys and gals out there, the business owners. And so I left and started my own firm and started working with business owners. It's, I still do a lot of work with bigger companies as well, but that was kind of my journey. But the reason why it, I have a unique twist to it, that unique twist is that at a young age, I actually started to study neuroscience. Like when I was at a very young age, like less than 15 years old. And it's trying to figure out how the brain actually worked properly and how we could actually use our fullest potential as human beings. And I, I've been studying that for over 25 years now. Plus, my dad, being a business owner, having a family, uh, he struggled with alcoholism. Like that was one of his personal challenges was he was a great dad when he was sober, did everything for his family uh, and, and did so many amazing things. But he really wasn't fulfilled in life. And as a result, basically he got, he got stuck with alcoholism and he couldn't let it go. And then eventually that caught up with him and he passed away. But I actually started to study the psychology of human beings because I was, I, as a kid, I always wanted to try to help my dad. Cause I was like, how can I help my dad stop drinking so much? And it's almost like a futile attempt. There's no way that a son is going to be able to stop his dad from drinking. Right. In fact, it probably caused more tension than anything. Uh, but that gave me a unique, uh, uh, you can say, skill set. So my background is in neuroscience, in psychology as well as business. And seeing the challenges that men have gone through over the years, like we actually did a whole bunch of studies on men in particular and partnered with research institutions, uh, universities, academic institutions to really figure out the psychology of how men work. And that's basically what gave us the skill to be able to work with men in particular from a leadership perspective, because now we know what makes them tick. Um, so our whole goal is to help men not only be better business leaders, but be more better husbands, better fathers, and ultimately be more fulfilled within themselves because guys are built differently than women where guys aren't as open as women are. And we will literally burn ourselves out before we actually ask for help or even acknowledge that we have challenges. So that's my mission. That's ultimately my purpose because my dad passed away five years ago. Uh, and so for me, this is a personal mission uh, to help other men because I don't want other men to struggle like my dad did. And inadvertently, or you can say indirectly, we work, we help a lot of women as well because when their husbands are happier, more fulfilled, more successful in business, have more time for them, have more time for the kids, well, it's a win-win situation for everybody. 
And so that's that's essentially the journey that we have right now, where we work with business owners, executives, entrepreneurs, both on the business side, but also on the personal side as well. And and that, that's very important is, yes, it's great to focus on the business, but the fact that you help them on the personal side, because that's what a lot of people struggle at it is. And when you're struggling on the personal side, that lead that kind of leads you to failing in the business side as well. So in your experience, what are some common challenges that entrepreneurs and business leaders face in balancing their professional and their personal lives? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think um, definitely one of them is is following this false belief that you have to sacrifice your personal life to be successful in business. You don't necessarily need to do that. There are times where you have to pour a lot of time and effort into it that you have to, you know, there's times that you struggle. There are times that, yes, you have to put in more hours than you want to. But if you find yourself doing that consecutively, it becomes a pattern. And ultimately that catches up with you now because you are have built yourself and trained your mind and trained your body to focus more on work, it's harder to shift more into family. And I'll give you an example, practical example. Most business owners and entrepreneurs, when they are at home with their families, they're constantly thinking about work, constantly thinking about work. So it's hard for them to be present in with their family or even when they have alone time because all their minds are trained to do is go back to work. What, they, what do they need to do? How much more money do they need to make? How many more sales do they need to make? Oh, did someone screw up on something? I got to fix that, right? Uh, or a customer complaint or a client complaint, complaint. All those things are what ruminate in our personal lives. So it actually impacts us. So we have to be able to draw this line because every single element in our life adds energy or takes away energy from the other elements. So if you're not eating healthy or exercising, or if you don't have a healthy relationship, ultimately, it's a simple exercise. You just draw a line down the middle and you say, is this giving me more energy or is it taking away? And most entrepreneurs will see that there's challenges in the personal relationship or challenges in other areas of their life. They're actually taking energy away from them. So if they actually spent more time addressing those, it would actually help add more energy to the business side. So that's that's one thing um, I, I would say is very, very common um, for entrepreneurs. The other one is trying to do a lot of stuff on on their own, right? And this is this is where a business owner or a business operator goes from being a business operator to a business owner, and then eventually go to an investor is you, you realize that you can't do it all yourself and that you can't use this false premise that, you know, other people don't have the skill set that you do, or other people don't care as much as you do, or you can't find the right people. Right. Uh, so you have to be able to let go of that control and you have to be able to get people to help you. That's where leadership comes in. That's where you got to be able to share your vision. Um, it has to be a win, win, win. So getting other people to take on key aspects of your business is very, very important because that enables you to have the freedom to continue to do the other things in life that you need to, because they, again, they fuel you and your business because burnout is probably the most common thing that business owners face. Okay. All right. Um, what is ultra performance? And could you explain what this means and how it benefits professionals? Mm, ultra performance. So um, for since, as I mentioned, for the last 25 years, I've been focused on high performance and human potential, the science behind it, the psychology behind it. We even formalized that where we partnered up with universities, as I talked about, 17 different universities and research institutions and did a bunch of research on over 4,000, uh, close to 4,000 individuals, where we were taking a look at how do we get people to improve their performance in the business world? And we came down with a formula and it comes down into five different categories. And that five category, we created an acronym, which is ULTRA. And we tend not to use the term peak performance um, people typically refer to peak performance or high performance, but we don't use the term peak performance. And here's why. The main reason is the, the when you hear peak, there's a reason why people say peak performance, because that's at the very peak. What ends up happening is when you hit your peak, you ultimately come down. Right. So ultimate performance is about getting to a high level and actually maintaining that performance over a long period of time. 
So that's the difference between ultra performance and peak performance. And there's a formula behind it. The acronym actually stands for, you have the, the U stands for what we call unwavering inspiration. The L is for legendary skill advancement. The T is for tenacious execution. The R is for rapid innovation. And the A is for what we call active sustainability. Each of these five elements, when you add them together, they become extremely powerful. And I'll just give a small example. Unwavering inspiration is essentially what it means is that you show up with more energy and drive to be able to achieve your goal, right? You got to be more motivated. You got to have more energy. You got to have more drive because that is the fuel, right? That's the first place where it starts. If you don't, if you're not motivated to get off the couch to do what you need to do to build your business, you don't have that energy. You're not going to be able to do it. So that inspiration, actually, there's scientific elements beneath it because there's a biological element. Like when you're inspired, you feel it in your body. You know, right? You you know when you're inspired. You have a different yeah. level of emotions. You have a different level of hormones running through your body. And we've identified different elements that actually lead up to it. So those are, you know, the, each one of those five elements leads to ultra performance. And our goal was to really come up with a framework and a system for the average business owner to be able to perform at a significantly higher level. And here's why. It's ultimately, if you take a look at the research, the average person's performance fluctuates by up to 65% any given time of the day, any given day of the week. So what does that mean? You can show up pumped at eight o'clock in the morning, be super pumped for your day. And by noon, you could be, let's just say you show up with a eight out of 10 or a nine out of 10 in terms of energy and inspiration in the morning, by noon, you could be down to three, right? By two o'clock, you could be back up to eight or seven. And then by five o'clock, you could be down to two or one. And so that fluctuation, what ends up happening is that it creates these highs and lows and it reduces your productivity, your efficiency, your effectiveness, your impactfulness. But if you can learn how to be at a higher level more consistently, you can actually get eight hours of work done in five hours, in four hours. And that's the kind of productivity people need and the motivation and drive so that they can actually, and how many times have we been, I've been guilty of it in the past where I've spent the entire day doing stuff. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, what the heck did I do? Like, what did I actually accomplish? Yeah. Right. You're so busy and you're running, you're tired at the end of the day, but then you're like, I didn't actually accomplish anything. And that's a, that's a worse feeling. Right. And, and so we got to get, rid of that and pull yourself out and that's where again this is where the the whole formula comes in the system and and, and you're right it's like this those moments where you feel like you like you've been busy all day and then by the end of the day when when it's time for reflection and all that and you're like what did i truly get accomplished i i, I feel like i've been working all day and 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 i don't see anything that i, I set my goal like anything i set my mind to didn't get accomplished why, why is that? Um, I, I would say the number one thing, uh, there's a couple of things. Number one is people, we have to understand our brain. Our brain is actually a goal-driven organ. That's why you have to have daily goals and not a whole slew of them, but like two to three goals max. And I have these, like, I have the stack of stickies here. I have the yeah. stack of stickies here for a reason, because when I'm doing an activity that I've scheduled for this hour, I write it down on the sticky and I throw it on my keyboard. Because that reminds me of what I'm supposed to do because our mind naturally gets distracted. Plus, you got the internet, you got social media, you got emails coming through. Everybody's trying to get your attention. And everybody's trying to get your attention because they want their goal achieved, not your goal. So if you don't write down your goals, you're working towards somebody else's goals. Because guess what? If you're on an Instagram and you're street and you're you're scrolling, that's not your goal. That's Meta's goal because they want to sell you an ad. Yeah. And they want you to buy something. So that's where we have to get better at setting goals, focusing our attention, removing distractions. And unfortunately, the way society has moved towards is it's a lot tougher to do now because it's become normalized to be distracted. It's been normalized to, you know, look at your email. The average person looks at their phone now 300 something times a day. Like it's, it's, it's habituated into us now to get distracted. So we got to pull and extract ourselves out of that. So that's the biggest reason that impacts productivity in a negative way is distractions.
Yeah. This time, this, um, there's times where I just take a few days to unplug, like where I just, I'm not certain. I'm not checking emails. I'm not creating content. I'm just taking that day. If I'm going to sit home and watch a movie or just relax, sit on my deck, whatever it is, I unplug. I don't even touch my phone. I leave my phone in the in the office and I just take that time to just do me. Just focus that time to, to recharge my battery, to just not just not be caught up. Not always, like you said, we're, we're sent, people, like you said, checking their phones 300 times a day. Like it's crazy <laughs> what we do with, with, with our phones. Like we went out to breakfast yesterday, me and my family. And it was a bunch of us. Everybody was on their phone. Then you look at the other tables. Everybody's on their phone. Yeah. And when like you said, we easily we get distracted easily. It's become a norm now. Yeah, it has. It really has. So tell us more. Tell us about mind your own business TV series and what inspired you to co-host this show. Okay, yeah, this this it's a super cool show. It's uh, it's it's a show about entrepreneurism. It's for the small business startup owners. Um, that are struggling to really grow their business or they're challenged. And we as a panel help them or give them insight and advice to be able to get overcome their challenges. Now, the cool thing about this is that each of these business owners has a major disability or accessibility challenge. So they're either in a wheelchair, some are blind, some have MS. Like it's it's incredible and incredibly inspiring to meet these individuals because being an entrepreneur is challenging in itself, right? Getting up and going through those challenges is a tough thing every single day for anybody who's an entrepreneur understands that. But imagine not being able to walk or see or hear or, you know, something tragic that happened in your life where you were fully functional and then you, you just don't have that, your limbs don't work anymore. Like these are a lot of the challenges that these individuals are facing. So it's a different level of inspiration different level of challenges. And I wanted to co-host this because I was truly inspired by these, these individuals. Like I was, uh, you know, it's hard to even talk about it without, you know, and hold back my tears because these people, um, and I, I would say I was completely ignorant as well. Why like, I, I, I was ignorant from the perspective of, I didn't realize how many people out there have accessibility or, or disabilities like accessibility challenges or disability. Like I just sheerly did not. And how we as a society play blind to it. And this opened my eyes up completely. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe there are so many people out there that just don't have access to basic things, right? Like basic people, wheelchairs, uh, how they can't even go into certain stores because the stores don't have a ramp. Yeah. Right. That's just something simple. Or they can't read a website because they're partially blind or completely blind. And so they don't know how to navigate that. So these little things that we take for granted, um, it, it just gave me a different, a completely different appreciation for life. And I hope that the viewers that will have watched a show or will watch a show um, get the same as well. It's just a completely different level of inspiration. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. Um, recently, I, I spoke to a, a young man who had two brain aneurysms. And he had one. Worked himself back to speak, and then he had another one, so he had to oh, do it again. And and to see him to where he's at now, he he's you can still see he still has he's still working on his speech and all that, but he's doing some great things. And I'm like, man, look at what you've been through, right? And you're still you still got that dog in you where you still grind and you still want to. Do do still out there trying to build your business and and I'm looking at them and I'm like someone like me I look at that and I'm like man I'm fine and, and what am I doing wrong what like <laughs> I, what is it that is that drive and and I, and that just it just pushed me I'm like man I gotta go hard because look at this this man he's suffered two brain aneurysms he's Worked his butt off to get back somewhat a normal life. 
and just seeing him and, and talking to him and, and and he and he we had a wonderful conversation and but it inspired me. It was like, man, I'm like, I gotta get to work. I gotta, like, I'm I'm slacking. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm slacking. Even though I'm, I'm it was it's just in my mind. I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta step up my game. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Some of these people can put us to shame, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just makes me look at other people that are like, oh, I can't do this. I'm like, there's something seriously wrong because I'm talking to people that that are suffering through st- major stuff, and and we're saying we can't do, we can't get stuff accomplished. No, it's it's something we gotta, and, and it, it's, and so when you, when you got into New order, um, so last year I got to interview Bob Doyle and he, he's he's um he he, he was part of the secret and all that he, he, he the documentary and all that and he he was he was working on a new, a new program called um brain rewiring and and we had a great conversation and and he was talking about like changing your thought like changing the way you we wire like you wire your brain like yes we are a lot of us are programmed a lot of us programmed from what we learned tv schools and all that what is it that you did like were you really heavy into self-development what were the things you were doing to to help you rewire your brain yeah i i would say part of it was luck and part of it was um a lot of practice Mm -hmm. so the luck came in from the perspective that i grew up on an orchard so it was a very mindful environment. So I would literally, there were days where I spent the entire day out in the orchard and not talk to anybody. So it was just me and nature. And therefore it was just me and my mind. And so I learned how to navigate my mind at a very young age because I had the quiet time with my own mind at a younger age. Whereas kids these days are constantly stimulated, right? They're just like video games, all this, you know, activities, all these kinds of things. And so I had that ability that enabled me to be able to think more clearly, be more calm with myself, um, go do a lot of introspective thinking and emotional, you can say, um, um, just assessment in terms of myself. And the other thing too, was I was lucky enough that my grandfather immigrated over from India as well. My grandparents did, my dad's parents. And my grandfather was a very interesting individual. He was in the the Indian army for 30 plus years. He fought in, in wars, uh, but he was a very spiritual man. And his father, so my great grandfather was a spiritual teacher in India for 60 years. So that kind of came through our lineage where my grandfather taught me this. He taught me spirituality, taught me about mindfulness practices, meditation practices. So I did that at a very young age. And it just excelled. It actually enabled me to do things differently. Um, where throughout school, I would get straight A's. I had a photographic memory. Um, I just did things differently than a lot of other kids. Not because I had a gift. Because I did certain practices like mindfulness, meditation. I started to study the brain. So I started to do these different, you know, sometimes weird things that, you know, my a family would look at me like, what is this guy doing? Like this kid doing? Like I would watch TV sometimes um, with a volume at the very, very lowest possible. So I could try to, you know, flex my ability to hear properly. Like I just did weird things like that, right? Whereas most kids would blast the TV. Mm-hmm. So I tried to exercise my senses at a very young age. So I did these practices over time, which which gave me the ability to do what I can do now. And so I did a lot of personal development as well. I did a lot of reading uh, in my teens, um, you know, people like Tony Robbins and, uh, you know, Jim Rohn, all those kinds of authors I, I read at a very young age. So that definitely helped me on my journey and path. The other piece I would say is I had great mentors. And these mentors were not influencers. They weren't famous people. They weren't um, rich people, wealthy people. They were everyday people. Um, one was my grandfather. So he taught me about values and principles 
And today we idolize influencers. We idolize people that have a million followers, but we forget about those individuals that have real life experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those are the elders, right? And we minimize the wealth of knowledge and experience that they have. So I was, I was, you could say, um, lucky enough to have learned and taken on a lot of that knowledge from the elder generation as well. So that's kind of uh, in a nutshell where, you know, things kind of progressed for me. And I was just tenacious. You know, when I, when we go through challenges in life, like my dad's alcoholism, it was, it was scary because he was a big dude, right? He was 240 pounds. He was a big guy. And if he drank too much, which happened actually quite often, uh, sometimes he would just, it would, and he got pissed off. It was like a bomb went off in the house. And it was a very scary environment as, as a young kid, because I was like, I just hope my dad could go to sleep. And my dad wouldn't go to sleep. Like that was his challenge. If he drank and actually went to sleep, that'd be a different story, but he would stay awake. And so we would be on edge until he would go to sleep. And so that also taught me how to deal with difficult emotions because I went through that as a child. And now people ask me, my wife asked me, other people ask me like, pretty, why don't you get stressed? I'm like, because as a child, I learned what stress really was. I was freaked out. I was scared to the max. I learned how to actually deal with that stress at a younger age so this kind of stuff doesn't stress me because it, when you learn through that through experience you learn what really matters too like if business goes up and down great whatever i'm still alive right yeah no yeah you have it's fun it's for me like um so i was widowed at 31 right and oh, wow. my wife but my wife had prior to that a couple of years prior to that she had introduced me into the world of self-development. She introduced me to Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, and got me into reading, reading, and because I've always enjoyed reading, but she got me into reading self-development books and, and everything. And when she passed, I struggled because it was, it was my best friend. This is the, this is, I had spent most of my, my early adult life with, with my wife. And so it, it was it was a struggle for me. I I lost I lost my way for a while and and I was struggling with with a lot of emotions, anger, all, all these things going on. And it was like when I I was in that funk and it was just like one tragedy after another. I I, I a year later after I lose my wife, I reconnect with my dad, only to lose him. And it was, I was just angry and very self-destructive, just, just not in a good place. And when I finally, when I finally decided that this isn't where I wanted to be anymore, this wasn't, this is, wasn't what my life was, this wasn't my purpose in life. And, and, and I kind of shifted that and, and stopped being so angry and, and 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 stopped and i just i was like i, I was upset over things i had no control over and, and so when i decided to not no longer be happy i mean no longer to be angry and 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 focused more on the things that i could control which was me was the things that i was doing like the stuff that i was putting into myself like I got back into reading. I got back into to, to develop myself, and my life started changing. I, I met my wife that I'm with now. We've been together ten years. Wow! And it it, it, it things started shifting. Um, three years ago, I, I got I started podcasting, and honestly, I, at 44, I didn't have a clue of what my purpose was. I didn't know what I was meant to do or and I started podcasting and I found out I had a voice and I found out that I was like, man, I love doing this. This, this feels right. This doing this here, right here, it feels good to me. And I just started having some wonderful conversations, um, sharing my story, having people come on, share their stories. And it was just like, okay. I just started diving into stuff, just started wanting to learn more about improving my podcasting skills, what I had to do to, to, to take it from where I started 
where I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't have a clue. But that to like I, I just had that hunger to learn. I just wanted to learn more and 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 improve my craft and get better at what I was doing. So I just dove right into it. I, I started reading more books, started taking courses, got on YouTube, started watching videos on stuff, on the stuff that I needed to do to help me improve on, on what I was doing. And, and it's just been like, a, oh my, it's been a, a wonderful journey. Like, because I've been able to connect with some amazing people. I've been able to build some relationships and surround myself with people that are doing things that I want to do. They're they're regular people. And like you said, they're not influencers. They're they're regular people, but I've made these connections and these relationships where now I'm learning from them. Now I'm like, okay, this is something that I find interesting. And they're like, and when they, and when people see this, they tend to gravitate to you and they tend to want to help you. And, And I just, I'm like, if you would have told me a few years ago, I'll be doing this, sitting down here talking to you or talking to anyone, I would have laughed. It, it was just, I didn't, it wasn't something I was thinking about. Wow. That's amazing. Holy crow, man. It, yeah. I tell, hearing your story, that's pretty, that's inspiring to me. Uh, and so you've been married for 10 years now? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. To be able to do what you did. Holy crow. Yeah, forty-seven now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, it's 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 been a it's been a like just these past three years, man. It's been really different. It's like just the way I think and the way I look at even right like after everything that happened, um, because this a uh, couple of week, uh week ago, so my aunt passed away from cancer. Oh, and it happened Saturday, and that Saturday I was uh, hosting an event. Uh, it was for International Podcasting Day, and we was we was hosting an event for twelve hours, and only my co co host knew what I was going through. She she was the only one that knew that my aunt had passed away, and and I and I, the reason I did the show because my sister's like do it. She's like my sister's like we don't you don't need to be here. We're taking care. We're we're here representing the family. Go do your event because you need that. That's she said. That's your space. That's where you need to be at. That's where you feel safe and comfortable. Go go do it. And and so I went. You couldn't tell that I was going through whatever I was going through at that moment because I was doing what I love to do. I was able to come and 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 share share the stage with some wonderful podcasters and and see some wonderful people put on some great shows and and it wasn't towards the end that i brought up the fact that my aunt passed away and people were like we wouldn't have known like i didn't i didn't like i didn't break down and i wanted to (laughs) there was moments that i wanted to but i didn't and because i knew that she's she's no longer here with us but I'm one who believes in energy and, and I'm very spiritual. And so I know she's around me. She's, she's forever. She's like, energy doesn't die. So I know she's around me at all times. And so it that got me through the show that got me through the 12 hours, just knowing that she's always going to be around. Wow. That's amazing. And sorry to hear about your aunt. Wow. Yeah. And and so I when I when I look at life now, I look like I tell everybody, like, it's precious, man. These these moments are precious. Like, take the time to to do what you want to do, man. If you really want if you feel like this is what you want to do, if that's the path you want to go, don't be afraid to try. Don't don't let your fears hold you back. Cause then, when you're in, when you're in your deathbed and you're regretting, like, oh man, I should have done this. I don't want to be that person. So every time I I I, I, I see something that I, I want to get accomplished, I go out there and I and I try. That's the, what's the worst that happen? I, I I don't get it done. Mm-hmm. I just keep trying. Yep. 
That's awesome. That's the way to do it. Because it's it's a lot worse when you go through life and you have all those regrets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right. So your your passion includes helping men become the complete man. Could you elaborate on what what this entails and why it's important? Yeah, sure. So I think um, one of the things here is when we take a look at most men, and actually this happens for a lot of women too, a lot of people go through life feeling like they're missing something. And as a result of missing something, they feel like they're incomplete. Well, if you go through your entire life feeling like something's incomplete, uh, you're going to miss out on life. And that's how most people do, right? It's it's the next thing that's going to make them feel better or make them feel whole. But the, the concept of complete man is really focusing on from within first, because a lot of people focus on the external world rather than their own internal world. And when you focus more on your internal world, as you talked about yourself and sharing just a beautiful example, is that when you shift how you feel internally and how you think internally, the external world starts to shift around you. Yeah. Actually, science now show, shows that and shares that as well, where a person's world is a reflection of their internal state. And so... If we start shifting our internal state, we can actually create a life that is completely different. Now, imagine if we felt complete from within, what would that do for our external world? That is ultimately what we talk about when it comes to the complete man. And the complete man isn't having perfect everything in your life perfect. Like, that's not the concept. But acknowledging each element of your life and addressing each element of your life is what we talk about when it comes to the complete man. And there's a thing where it's about being accepting of where you are, but also having goals. The challenge is most people don't accept where they are. And if you don't accept where you are, you always feel incomplete. But if you accept where you are and say, okay, this is okay where, where I am right now. I'm content where I am right now, but I want to achieve more. I want to do more. I want to make more money. I want to have a better job, whatever that is. That's fine. But you never, you don't feel like you're missing out when you accept your current situation. And when you feel whole, complete, that's when you have more energy. That's when you have more drive. That's when you're actually able to make a bigger, you can say, uh, a ma more massive impact. Because who likes to hang around with someone that feels incomplete in some way, shape, or form? People pick up on that, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is this is the most important thing is understanding that when you start to shift internally first and being complete, here's the irony of it. It's a journey and that journey is never complete. Mm -hmm. And so that's the beauty of this. It's almost, it's kind of like an oxymoron a little bit where it's like you, the whole concept of being complete is that you will never be complete, but it's a continuous path of growing and oh, learning yeah. to get to not a place. It's not a destination. It's about just growing from where you were two weeks ago to where you are today. So rather than constantly looking forward and trying to compare yourself to that, it's looking back and saying, how much better did I get as a result of that? There's a different perception from that perspective because when you start doing that, you actually become a lot happier and more joyful. People start to, uh, and this has been shown now through uh, psychological studies, is that when you compare yourself to something that you don't have, whether it's you don't have it or someone else does have it and you compare yourself to them, you're more likely to be depressed. You're more likely to have negative emotions. But when you compare yourself to the improvements that you made from two weeks ago or two months ago or two years ago, like you said, mm -hmm. like even you talked about your journey and how you've improved, that creates more positive emotions, mm -hmm. right? And then those positive emotions create more momentum. And other people around you see that and they feel that and they want to be around you. They want to be part of your journey. And then it becomes not so much about hey, I want to be around this person because I feel sorry for them. It's I feel their energy and I want to help them achieve their goal. Yeah. And that's, that's a core concept of what we're talking about. No, that, that's, 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 I feel that that is right, man. That is what you just said is true. When people, when, when people like with the shift for me, um, when I really started just even this past year, just this past year, as far as my podcast and everything, um, I, like I had a like when I December twenty twenty two, I probably had almost eight nine eight nine thousand downloads, and but I had already I had started really 
learning about SEOs, learning about, I started using ChatGPT, learning all these, really getting involved into the, the, the little stuff and that, that I wasn't really doing. I got into learning the automation and all this other stuff. And I can tell you now, as of today, I'm almost to 25,000 downloads. Wow. And, and just these, this, what, 10 months now? Since That's amazing. 10, 11 months. And, and it, it's, it's really me learning from other people and people wanting to teach me and show me because they see that I'm eager to learn and they see my energy and they see that. But one of my friends called me Mr. Big Up. And that's because I'm always bigging people up. I'm always shut Like if one of my friends posts something, shares, I'm sharing this stuff. I'm always giving people their flowers, giving them their props. And, and, and for me, it's because I feel like, how do I expect anyone to support me or even check out any of my stuff if I don't support anyone else? So my thing is helping lift other people up and, and push them up. And the same time they end up, it, it ends up benefiting me. It ends up, it ends up helping me out because you start building these relationships with people and they start, these opportunities start coming up. Like the, the hosting of the, the international podcast. It was someone I built a relationship with. He, he, he was hosting it. He was, he created the event and I just shot my shots. Like, Hey, can, can I host the event? And he went, yeah. He says, "Oh, please." He said, "Thank you. Like, I would love for you to host it." And, and so it, it's those moments, it's those relationships that I've built and worked on, and they're paying off. And that's because, for me, it, it's like I'm, I'm myself. I'm more. I just try to be me, and I do. I do what I feel is right. And and when I, and I feel like helping as many people as possible, boosting people up. I don't, I don't do this for fame. I don't do this for recognition. I do this because I want to help people. I've gotten messages from people watching shows, telling me how much episode helped them out or whatever. It, it's those moments that I really truly do enjoy is, is getting the messages from someone that, man, I needed to, to see this episode, or I need to hear what you were talking about. That's what I love. Those are the moments. I want more of those moments. I can, yes, money is nice to have and all, and, and, and sponsor. Yeah. But it's those moments that I really truly do love. Yeah. And I could tell just by how passionate you are that you're definitely making a difference. <laughs> it's, um, it was crazy because I recorded an episode last year with a friend of mine and I hadn't released it. I didn't release it to recently. And I put a description in it about her. I took the thumbnail. I took one of her favorite pictures. I didn't know it was her favorite picture, but I thought it was a very nice picture. And I used it as a, th I used it in the thumbnail and everything. I filled out the description and, and she sent me a message. She's like, is that the interview we did last year? I was like, yeah, sorry. I, I kind of, Got got lost in the shuffle, and and one day I'm just looking because I was going looking for episode to to put on, and I see it, and I'm like, I haven't released it, and I and I upload it, and I put the description and everything, and I tag her in it, and and she sends me a message, and she's like, is this yeah? And she, I was like, yeah, that's the episode and everything, and she goes, she says, thank you, um. The, the words you said about the description you put in there, the wonderful things you said about me being positive and all this other stuff. She said, I needed to hear that. She says, I haven't been feeling that way lately. She says, I haven't been feeling like that for months. And when you described me and you put all this stuff, she says, I needed that. And it, this was her episode. This was the episode we recorded. So it was, to me, it was amazing that our, our episode together really impacted her now like this is like she i didn't know i didn't know any of i didn't know she was struggling with anything it was just something me inside of me just said release this episode it needs to go out and when it did and she, i got that message i was like 
okay that's spirit talking that's this is energy this is what's this is what's supposed to happen and and this is what that's why i do what i do is you never know when you're going to make an impact yeah wow that's beautiful it's, it's a, I, I'm I am blessed to be able to do this, man. I am so <laughs> blessed to be able to sit down and have these conversations. I am. It, it's I, I learned from, <laughs> it's funny because when I early on I felt kind of um selfish because I felt like I was learning so much and I was enjoying it so much. <laughs> right. I was enjoying doing it and I was learning so much and I kind of felt selfish. And a guest of mine was like. Uh, there's nothing selfish about what you're feeling. Um, she's like, there's nothing selfish about you enjoying this and doing this because just what you're here for is to grow and learn. And at the same time, you're also sharing it with your audience. That's one thing. If you was to keep all this to yourself and not share your content, then maybe you might be a little <laughs> selfish. But she's like, but you're sharing this content. You're sharing it out with your audience. You're, you're same thing you're getting, they're getting. So there's nothing that's, that's self-love. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Bang on. But uh, this has been great, man. I've had a one. Look, we be like, how long is it? And we've, yeah, it's time flew. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time. So you're an amazing host. So this was, this was awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. But now it's, you get the solo screen. You get to plug away, let people know where they can find you, everything. Yeah, I think the uh, the simplest way to find me is to connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably the, the best platform. Feel free to reach out. You can send me a connection request. Please let me know that you've listened to this podcast episode uh, and I'm more than happy to uh, chat with you. So that's that's pretty much it. Or if you, can, if you like, you can always get a, a copy of uh, the book. If you're interested, if you're a guy, and interesting enough, a lot of women read our book as well because they want to understand their guy. Um, the guys in their life a lot better. You can go to the completemanbook.com or if you go to completemanaudio.com, you can get the digital audio and the digital ebook. Um, if you use this promo code VICTORY75, so the word VICTORY and then 75, no space, you'll get 75% off the digital audio and the ebook. All right, and and all that will be in the description. I will make sure all that's in there with the with the promo code. Definitely go get the book, get the audio, whatever it is that you you want to listen. To. If you listen to, if you prefer to listen to it, that's great. If you want to get the book, get the book. Just go out there and support and 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 uh, yeah. Thank you so much, man. This has been wonderful. Yo, thank this you for having me. Good. So I I appreciate you sharing your story because it's inspired me. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been, it was, it was, one of the questions, a question someone asked me was, do I regret anything that happened in my life? Like, and I was like, no, they're like, even no losses and all, I was like, um, no, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. I wouldn't want anyone else to go through it but it's helped me build me into who I am. It's, it's, it's helped me realize that life is precious, that you have to enjoy the moment and, and enjoy your life. And, and so what I, would I do it all over again? Who knows? Who knows? But it, it, it this was, this was the path that that was laid before me and, and and I'm just I'm just looking forward to what's up what's ahead. That's, that's <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited, man. Like these last few months, honestly, I've been able to sit down and have some great. Like even this past couple of weeks, including this conversation, have been some very impactful conversations. Last week, I had three amazing guests. And all three of those interviews to me were very impactful. And this one today starting off my week, right? Like this one right here is also starting off my, so I, I, I just look forward to all these other episodes. Cause I'm, I'm booked through January. <laughs> like you awesome. said, you booked this, you booked this in July. Yeah. Yeah. You booked this in July. I'm booked through, through January. Awesome. 
and and I and I'm I'm blessed to be able to to continue to do this and 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 the fact that people find it interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. But uh don't leave just yet. Let me close out the show, which had a little bit off the air. And um yeah. But thank you so much, man. This has been wonderful. And thank you for having me. Uh the pleasure's all mine, man. Definitely the pleasure's all mine. But uh, let me close out the show. All right, everybody. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Greatly appreciate it. Facebook user, I don't know who it is, but when I look later, I will find out and send you a message. Thank you for stopping by, leaving a comment. Um, big shout out to my real wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to my the boss lady. Love you and appreciate you, baby. Big shout out to my guest, Pradeep Sangha, for coming through and sharing some amazing amazing stuff man i love it and as always a big big shout out to all the essential workers out there you know how your boy wise does it peace out